Hey there, how are you? I hope you're doing amazing. Today we are going to be talking about how to break through the glass ceiling. Stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk, Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. My name is Stephanie Dennis. I'm your host. My background is in HR and recruiting, which is what I have my master's degree in. And my passion is really helping others, sharing knowledge, sharing what I've learned, information, all the good stuff, and really doing that so others can make positive changes in their lives. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, diving in, breaking the glass ceiling. So first off, Steph, what's the glass ceiling? Basically, the glass ceiling is, let's think about, uh, we have one person on a ladder and they're climbing, 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 and they get to the top third of the ladder and realize they are fully encompassed in a glass bubble and they cannot get to the top of that ladder because there's glass over their head. They cannot get any higher up in terms of their career, in terms of you know corporate ladder, quote unquote, or corporate lattice, how sometimes we refer to our careers, right? It is corporate growth or career growth in general. And then think about the second person who is not in a bubble and they can just, you know, climb on up their little ladder all the way to the top and then they can just, you know, get another ladder and just keep going. All right, so the glass ceiling is typically referred to females in the workplace. However, it's kind of been expanded to females and those in marginalized groups. And basically, statistically, the folks who fall into those groups can't get to the upper tier of their career growth. So the good old glass ceiling, isn't that just some bullshit, right? I can just literally cannot wait until a day where we have true equality among everybody. So before we get into the tips, before we even accept a job, there are some things I want you to think about. And basically, we want to try and assess before accepting a job whether or not this is the type of organization that's going to support the type of growth that uh, you're looking for. And again, more often than not, we're referring to females. But again, recently, this has been expanded to marginalized groups. For the sake of our conversation today, a lot of my examples are going to be female, but just know it is a a broader scope than just gender. So one of the questions we need to ask ourselves, who is on the executive leadership team? More often than not, if it's a big company, you can literally just Google it. Not always though. So make sure before working for a company, you know who's at the very top, right? So if you're going to go Fortune 1 company, if you're going to work for Walmart, go look on their website, executive leadership team, who's there? Are you comfortable with the faces that you see? Number two, who are you reporting to? And then who are their peers, right? So oftentimes in my career, more often than not, I have reported to males. However, they have female peers, right? So I don't want to say just because you report into a male doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, all the managers are men. Not always. Sometimes. For sure sometimes, which is why we ask these questions, right? But not always. So asking the question, who their peers are, or not even necessarily asking in an interview, you can for sure, can be something easy, right? Like um, it doesn't have to be like a weird question. You can phrase it in an easy way. If I was interviewing for a recruiter role and I wanted to figure this out in an interview, I would simply ask how many 
talent acquisition leaders are there on the team, right? And oftentimes they'll say, oh, well, there's three, there's me, so-and-so, and so-and-so, right? Or if they just say three, go to LinkedIn and look it up. Or if you feel uncomfortable asking in general, just go to LinkedIn. You'll find it there. If you have a general idea as to what the title is, and if you interview with the person you would be working for, the title should be similar. Number three, what sort of mentorship program does the organization have? Basically, you're trying to figure out, is there a documented or established program that can help you grow. Number four, what sort of female development opportunities do they have? Sometimes companies will have communities within the organization, right? So maybe there is a LGBTQIA plus community. Maybe there is a female community. Maybe there are communities around other groups as well. So trying to figure out what sort of communities are within the organization and what sort of development opportunities you would have. So Basically, why you want to be asking these types of questions is you want to make sure that you're going to be in an organization that is setting you up to thrive. You don't want to go to work for a company that is going to let you just coast, right? Unless you want to coast. If you want to coast, rock on with your bad self. (laughs) That's great. Like no judgment. Some people just want to coast and that's totally fine. Legit. It's totally good. But if you want growth, you want to thrive. We want to make sure you're in the right company. So number five, you want to ask what sort of career development opportunities you can expect. So even if there's not an established program, you want to talk to the person you're going to be working for and say, hey, what can I expect from a career growth perspective, from a career development perspective? Basically, how can this person help grow your career? If you do well, what could be the next step? That could be another way of asking that. And then number six, one thing I like to look at, is there women in leadership at every level? right? So obviously, let's say you were going to report into a female and that female reports into a male. Okay, whatever level that is, maybe you report into a director and that director reports into the VP. Are there other female VPs, right? And the next level might be senior VP and then the C-level, right? It's a kind of smaller organization, (laughs) but you want to try and figure out, and again, you can do this research on LinkedIn. Do you have representation of your community? So even if it's not females, right? At every level, level in leadership. And if you don't, does it make sense that there isn't, right? So let's say like, well, Steph, the CEO is one person, right? Okay, well, who who reports into that person, right? And what does that small team look like? Usually the CEO is going to have usually (laughs) anywhere between four and 10 direct reports. So if you got 10 people reporting into you, you should have a good diverse group. And uh, I know this is cliche to say, but like if the only female like high level leader is HR, I get nervous. I'm like, really? You can only find a female leader for just HR? Like cringeworthy, right? All right, diving into the tips. Number one, you want to work with your leadership team to get in front of opportunities. So you want to ask your leadership team to give you opportunities to get opportunities, right? (laughs) Steph, what do you mean? Opportunities to get opportunities. So let's say you're looking to break that glass ceiling by getting a promotion. You aren't necessarily, you can ask for a promotion for sure, but to get an opportunity to get the promotion, you should at least be given the opportunity to interview for the promotion, right? So it's an opportunity to get an opportunity. Does that make sense? Hopefully. Number two, ask what you need to do in order to make the next move. So you want to know very specifically, if I do A, B, C, D, 
we're going to circle back to this conversation of promotion or the next step or more responsibility, whatever it might be, right? And you want to make sure you're doing whatever's on that list within reason, within reason, and having continued conversations with your leader and giving them updates of how you're doing uh, as it relates to achieving those goals and keeping yourself on track and also holding them accountable to helping you along in your process. Number three, you're tracking your progress. This is really important. So if you are told that you have to accomplish five goals and in your head, you know, you're like, so close, so close. You're like 90% to all those five goals, but you haven't tracked your progress and you haven't talked to your leader about it. They're not going to know. They might be wondering like, hey, we talked about this like three months ago or six months ago or a year ago. And then nothing. Maybe they don't care anymore, right? That's not, not the message we want to send. Track your progress. Share said tracked progress. Number four, hold regular check-in meetings. Number three rolls into number four so well. It's like I have an outline or something. Again, you're tracking your progress and you're sharing it. Now, it could be a meeting. Typically, we're going to have regular one-on-one meetings with our manager. Not always, but generally we will. And so in those one-on-ones, I would recommend bringing up your progress. If you only get the opportunity to talk to your manager for 30 minutes once a month, you may not have enough time to talk about all of your progress. However, what I would still recommend you doing, because especially if you're in like leadership role and you have like a lot of fires to put out and you only get to talk to your boss once a month and they're super busy and you talk about all this other stuff and you're like, oh, we only have a minute left. Like, hey, those five goals, I have been tracking my progress. I'm going to send it to you. I would love your feedback. Simple as that, but you want to at least address it and bring it up in regular meetings with your manager. Number five, once you have started to pick away or chisel away or break the glass ceiling, bring others with you. This is really important. One of the things that makes a great leader and not just a good leader is someone who can develop other leaders as well and bring people along in their success. So once you have broken that glass ceiling or even just started, maybe you're just just touching it. Just got your fingertips up there. You're like, I'm there. Bring other people with you. You know, they always like, people like to think of success as a pie. Well, if I have 1% of the pie, then that means if I bring someone else up, maybe they're going to get 1% and I could have gotten 2%. It doesn't work like that. Rising tide raises all boats. Number six, no your worth. And this is really important, especially as we're talking about glass ceilings and breaking through them and women and people in particular communities and groups getting the opportunities and being paid well for them, right? Know your worth, know the market value of your job and do not settle. Just because you are a female does not mean you should be paid less than a male doing the same work period. No buts, no ands, no uh, but stuff. What about? No. Well, if this, no, stop. No, it's 2020. Men and women should be paid equally. So know your worth and don't settle for less. Number seven, don't settle. (laughs) One thing I do want to make a note on with settling is you're like, well, Steph, I'm trying to get to the role of a CMO, chief marketing officer. And in order to do that, I may have to take a step back in my career in order to take two steps forward. That's a stepping stone. That's not a step back. I'm When I'm saying don't settle, I'm saying, what did the last CMO make? What do CMOs at other companies that are similar to yours in industry size and revenue, what do they make 
and don't settle for less than that. That's what I mean by don't settle. I don't mean sometimes we have to take stepping stones, which sometimes feels like settling, in order to get to where we want. So I want to be clear on what I mean by that. And number eight, demand equal pay period. I've literally gotten to the point when I am talking to potential companies that I may want to work for. Being a contractor, I'm happy. Like I'm like happy to share what I've made on my last two or three contracts and I'll share my hourly rate. Then I say, but I also believe in making sure that I'm getting paid what's fair to market for your organization and fair amongst the people who are already in this role. And so basically I'm saying, you better pay me what my peers are making without saying that. Because let me tell you, again, it's 2020. There are laws against men and women being paid differently. And us millennials and Gen Z, like, we're just not having it. Our patience for, like, all of the bullshit in the world is, like, zero. That's how I phrase it. It gives a person an idea, like, one, are we even in the ballpark? So for a few dollars an hour off, depending on the type of company, that may or may not make a difference for me personally. If it's a really good opportunity in the contracting world, generally, if it's going to be a really long contract, versus a really short contract, what kind of benefits I would get. You know, there's a lot of factors, right, that go into whether or not a few dollars an hour is going to matter. But it also will tell someone if you're in the same ballpark, then adding like, I want to be paid what's fair market for your organization, right? So some companies may pay recruiters X amount of dollars and the company you might be talking to pays them more or maybe pays them less. And then saying, and it's really important for me that people are compensated fairly given who's already on the team. Because I'm a person who I don't want to come into an organization way above everybody else either or way below. I truly do want it to be an equal playing field because I eventually people talk like people do have the conversation about compensation. So you want it to be relatively equal and me coming in, I personally want it to be equal as well. Number nine, get your voice heard. This is important. If you are trying to grow your career, advance to the next level, break the glass ceiling, chisel through it, blow it up, get some C4, I don't know. You do you. I'm not here to judge how you break that glass. You need to make sure your voice is heard, whether that's in meetings, whether that is giving input on projects, whether that is providing helpful tips on how you can improve a particular process. Ideally, your voice is heard in all of those different avenues, in meetings, in one-on-ones, within, you know, executive leadership as well, you know, being a top performer, offering, you know, to help out with projects, things like that. So just get your voice heard, put yourself out there, ask how you can help, provide information, so on and so forth. And number 10, you definitely can decide to be your own boss. And I love those stories. I'll be honest. I absolutely love it when I come across women entrepreneurs who are doing the thing and they are thriving and having so much fun doing their own thing, being their own boss. And they're just, they're happy, right? They're in their element and they're just vibing to their business and life. And it's so amazing. So if you have that itch to be an entrepreneur and to be your own boss, I would definitely encourage you to start pursuing that on the side, unless you can afford to do it full time and rock on with your bad self if you can. (laughs) All right. I hope you found this episode helpful, valuable, informative. Uh, As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to be here, listen to the show, support it, show up for yourself. I appreciate you so very much. You can find the show notes below or over at stuffdennis13.com. If you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. You can support the show one of three ways. You can head over to the online store, careertalkswag.com. Some cool merch over there, funny products. I think they're funny, 
but I designed and created them. So I'm a little biased. <laughs> And you can also make a donation via PayPal or Anchor as well. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, finding value, please take an opportunity, share it with a friend, leave a rating, send me a review. I love reading them. Thank you to everyone who has done any of those things, all of those things. I appreciate you so much. You can find me on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, StuffDennis13. You can also head over to Instagram, Career Talk Podcast as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so awesome. So amazing. I hope you have a fabulous, lovely rest of your day.